Um, listen, I'm glad uh, that we can talk about this. Uh, there was a big walkout across the country happened here in uh, Pima County as well. Students walking out, uh, supposed to be to honor the 17 victims down there in Parkland, uh, in Florida. Um, it was a, you know, let's face it though, it was a big, big, big pro gun control. We need new gun laws, pro gun control situation. Uh, and the Pima County Superintendent of Schools, Dustin Williams, was there, and he was high fiving students. And he joins us now on KNST. Dustin, thanks for the time this morning. I appreciate it. Uh, Garrett, thank you. Thank your listeners for following in with you. Really appreciate the time to talk about uh, the crisis we're in in this nation with school violence. Well, okay, so let's let's talk about this. I read in the local paper, and you could say if it's incorrect or not, but it says here that you were high-fiving students as they left class to walk outside. They left the learning experience, which is why they go to school. Why were you high-fiving and so happy about that? Well, I'll tell you what, number one, uh, Tragedy this morning, my heart goes out, my prayers to all the families um, for any gun violence. And number two, the voices of our students are so important. And uh, the morning of the walkout, there was an organized walk. Technically, the students didn't really leave the school grounds. They actually did an organized walk that went around the school. It ended in the auditorium where they had a question and answer and an intimate conversation with their superintendent and principal. And I was really just there to encourage the students that we, we care about them, we care about their voices, their voices so often are not heard enough, and then to commend them on such an organized rally. It was, it was, it was professional. They came back uh, after their walk just around the campus to the school. And if that's how our students are going to show their voices and do it in a safe manner, we want to make sure that we're encouraging them to do it that way, and that's why I was really there that day. That's why I was really happy to support them, to make sure that they know that we care about them and that we want to hear what they have to say. We care about what they have to say, but we want to make sure they do it in an organized, safe manner. So, so that's what okay. I was really doing that morning, Garrett. Okay, so if students said we want to have a pro-life walkout to draw attention to that, would you be okay with that as well? You know, that's just something that I wouldn't be sure about. You know, those are different views that are have nothing in in regards to the gun violence. So uh, at this time, I can't really give you an answer as far as if it was a pro-life walkout or uh, any other walkout, but I can tell you that when it comes to gun violence on campus, I am uh, 100% uh, in favor of having these discussions and then talking about what is the real issue here, what is really going on in this nation that we are having students and we are having people uh, bringing a gun on campus and then uh, killing individuals. I mean, these, these families are just, you know, becoming crippled from this. It's, it's just, it's awful. It just needs to stop. We need to have some sort of reform. I don't know what that is. I think, I think it's good we're having these, these discussions. I think it's good that uh, you're making it a point on your radio that it's an importance to you and, and your listeners. And then our steps are really, at uh, the leadership role, which is our governor, and he just came out with a new plan. So uh, I commend him on coming out with the conversation and coming up with a plan. Next steps are getting together with the local leaders, uh, myself, elected leaders, and uh, okay. members. Okay, so let me, let me ask you this, and we have Pima County Superintendent of Schools Dustin Williams on KNST AM 790. Uh, we had lots of teachers over the last couple of weeks uh, call in and say that uh, they wish they could arm themselves. Some are former military. I mean, there are people that haven't been in the military, but just grew up with firearms. They know how to use it. 
Would you be okay if teachers had to go through all kinds of training, everything overseen by law enforcement, everything else? Would you be okay if they carried concealed to be able to defend themselves and students if a shooter happened to come into the classroom? That's a great question. Um, glad you asked it. As the elected leader here in Pima County, I am not in favor of, of teachers being armed. Uh, what I'd really like to see is an emphasis with a partnership with uh, our, our local experts, our sheriffs, our police officers, um, a really, really high-quality uh, SRO system for our schools, security work resource officer, that really works in, in depth with the students, not necessarily policing the students, but really developing a conversation and a relationship with the students or where if a student has a question, notices something different, they can come up in a private situation with that SRO, have a conversation. I'd like us to see that route first. I would like us to exhaust all measures, um, come up with a sustainable funding mechanism for our professionals, which is our law enforcement. And that's really, quite honestly, Garrett, the direction I would like to go first before we talk about arming are teachers that are extremely, um, obviously, overworked, underpaid, and now asking them to... Well, what if they want to? I mean, that's the thing you say you're asking them. They've actually volunteered and said, I can do this, I know this. But aside from that, are you aware of how many states do allow teachers to carry concealed in this country? Um, off the top of my head, I don't have that answer. Okay, it's, it's 18. 18 Eight, states. 18 out of, okay, 18 states. 18 states. So, like, um, there are over 170 districts in Texas. There's over 40 in Ohio. There's five in California. There's 12 in Colorado. I can go on and on. Sure. Um, in the state of Utah, they actually have a law that says any teacher can carry concealed, uh, and they don't even have to tell administration. And that's one state where you never hear of any, any actual school shootings. Um, do you think that gun-free zones invite people to come in and shoot people because they know nobody can stop them? You know, I don't think so. I think what we have here is, I think we have a much deeper issue. I think we need to start talking about uh, what are we doing for mental illness in the schools? What does that look like? Looking at a needs assessment for, are we making sure that students are um, available of resources? Are they, do they have an outlet to have a discussion um, so much of our time in school today is centered around standardized testing and very little about the, the, the holisticness or the, the, really the mental feeling of our children. And those are the conversations that I am starting to kind of ask about and think about. So when we saw the governor's plan that had uh, the dialogue of mental illness in it, that was very enthusiastic, very promising. Okay, but let me, let, me, let me ask you, though. So all of these shootings at schools are where the schools are gun-free zones. You don't see a correlation there. I don't. Uh, you know, we see shootings all over the nation and in areas where there's gun-free spots, and, and, and we still see things happening like that. Yeah, think, so that, that's, that's the point. Don't, don't you want people to be able to defend themselves? Or do you think it's a deterrent if they, they realize somebody could have a gun inside there? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a good question. It's a good point. I mean, is, is there opportunity to have these conversations with our stakeholders in the community? I think absolutely. I mean, to just say that we're not going to have a, a discussion about it is, 
you know, I think that would be unfair to the voices of all people. So, well, let me put it to you this way, and we're talking sure. with Pima County Superintendent Dustin Williams on KNST AM 790. Would you put a big sign in your front yard, this home is a gun-free zone? Oh, uh, you know what? I, I, I put a, I, I do have a sign. I have a sign in my yard that says uh, we have a security system. Um, now, why, I, now, why do you have that? Oh, no, let me ask you this. Why do you have that sign there? Yeah, maybe to to deter people from yeah. coming inside. You could look at it that way. That's a good point. Yeah. So would well, you? Would you? But if you if you're so confident, if you think it's not a problem, and you're okay with schools being gun free zones, would you have your own home as a gun free zone? Well, I do have a gun free home. Well, okay. So would you have a big sign out there and tell people this is a gun free? My home has no guns. This is a gun free zone inside this house. Um. I'm not. I'm not quite sure about that. That well, question. I don't know. Well, uh, that, that's the thing that, is that because you wouldn't want to put your family in danger by letting people realize I can go in there and have my way and can't be stopped. But people entrust their kids to go into your schools, and their giant gun-free zones. They people realize there's nobody in there that can stop me. Well, I think that's the importance of having a a good SRO system. A member of our community, whether it's part of the sheriff's department or part of the Tucson Police Department or any sort of policing organization, to let our our professionals be armed. I think uh, most people understand that uh, SORs uh, can be armed and that uh, sheriffs and our law-abiding professionals are armed. And I think at this point that probably would be sufficient and is sufficient. But when we don't have the funding to have these individuals in our school, or we don't have a good plan to make sure that we have uh, proper resources for the school, for the SROs, I think this is where we find ourselves in a little bit of a... So, have, like, how many, how many SROs? Is there one or two on campus at a time? I mean, do you, how can they actually protect a school with, with 1,000 kids, 2,000 kids, and be, you know, it, it's just like, well, then why is it... It's totally unfair if an SRO is on one side of the building and a school shooter comes in and they could pick off kids in one class because the teacher can't be armed. I mean, that's, well, those kids get sacrificed because the guy's in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, I think, you know, the issue is we don't have SROs in every school. The other issue is, you know, it goes back to, Garrett, really goes back to this, what are we doing about the mental health of these children? Okay. What, are, what are we doing about the resources for these families? We've really got to have that discussion first. Listen, what's going on yeah, out there? I mean, that's a great point. That, I'm just short and short on time because you couldn't do it until 940. I appreciate the time. But, sure. okay, so let's talk about that, the mental health. Do you think, and I'll get to it, but do you think there needs to be more gun control that would stop these school shootings? I don't. You know, that's, that's really at a, uh, we get into a kind of a, a constitutional issue. You know, I, I do believe that uh, people have a right to their Second Amendment right. And I don't really think at the end of the day it it could be all about guns, and I, and I think that's the conversation we have to be careful about is, first and foremost, I'd like every conversation to start with the safety of our kids, and what are we doing with our kids? Exactly. Well, that, that's, that's the thing. Okay, because this whole, this whole conversation started, Dustin, with what happened in Florida, right? And right. it literally had nothing to do with guns. It, I don't know if you followed along with the news, sure. but... but the sheriff's department visited that young man's house 43 times. Um, the FBI received two tips. Then the story Correct. came out over the weekend that the school resource officer and two school counselors said they recommended that this young man be forcibly institutionalized. Right. And nobody did anything. 
yet, yet people are talking about the guns. I tell you, th- th- that is the most troubling part for me. And so I agree with you on that, Garrett. We've got these warning signs. We've got more than warning signs, actually, when we have these phone calls, numerous phone calls from numerous people. Um, and, and what are we doing about that? And is that, another, uh, is that another area for us to visit of supporting our local law enforcement systems? Do they have the resources, and are they able to make sure that they can get those phone calls taken care of and making sure that those actions can be um, protective for our, for our citizens. But when we do sit there and, and talk about the gun, 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 I think we are missing the point. Um, so I agree with you there. I think we need to really look more at what is happening in our system um, exactly. What are we providing mm-hmm. for, for our schools, our law enforcement, and having these discussions with um, hopefully I would like to see more at the local levels Okay, I tell you what, I'm just running short on time. Are you available sure. tomorrow? If, if, I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you're available tomorrow morning, I want to give you more time to state what you think needs to happen in your ideas, if you're available. Hang on. I want you to talk to Ryan. I'm just running real short on time. Thank you so much, Dustin. Pima, Pima County Superintendent of Schools, Dustin Williams on KNST AIM 790. We'll take a quick time out.